Good evening and welcome to another show of harmonics. As you know, we're worldwide. We get everybody that we can, and I got a rock and roll queen, one of the best women female guitarists ever in this area. I got Lynn Kill Course. How are you, baby? You look great. You're rocking, man. You got hearts. Welcome Dude, to my show. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you just, you know, you, you got style. Thank you. You got style, man. You got that radiant smile, everything going on like that. Um, but I'm going to ask you one little favor. Okay. Because I want you to, you got the love on your on your face. You're right. Saying, could you just take them off right now? And then everybody could really see how beautiful you are, a rocker. And then we'll put them on later at the end. Is that okay? You want to keep them on? That's okay. Okay. I said, I'd be, I said I'd be brave here today. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to talk about your life. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get right to the beginning. Right. When, did, when did you actually, you know, knew that the guitar was yours? Or when did you really first start playing? I didn't know that I was going to do it. Actually, my older brother was really into music, and he told my mom he thought I should play music. The decision was made for me. I never said, I don't believe I want to play guitar or anything. Mm -hmm. And then they bought me a, you know, an old classical, you know, your first guitar. Right. And I became obsessive compulsive and probably by the end of, I was practicing hours and hours by the end of a year. Really? Hours and hours. Yeah. So when you, when you say that, how old were you about? I was 14, 14. when I got that guitar. Really? And, yeah. it, and you just, you just felt something about it and then it just, to do hours and hours, I mean, you're really. I was OCD. I just, from the get-go, I started playing it. I was like, I wanted to be the next female um, Jimmy Page. Wow. Yeah. So so you got into that. You just said something there. I, I had the luxury to see Jimmy Page uh, twice with Led Zeppelin, the original Led Zeppelin. Who were some of your guitar influences at that time and, and moving upstream with that? Who, who, who did you really like and listening to? Uh, you know, Jeff Beck. Which I'm going to jam night tonight. I'm going to be playing some Jeff Beck, mm -hmm. um, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, of course, all those guys. But you know what? I'm gonna. Can I throw out a local? Person? Of course, of course. Okay, locally, this dude really shaped my playing. Or I would like to think he he inspired me greatly mm -hmm. with Steph Burns. Oh, of course, yeah. one of the great guitar players of, of we any were, time. We were in jazz class together at DVC, and we were in jazz rock improv with Frank Samaris. Frank Samaris is a very good friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, he's family. Well, he taught it. Yeah. He, it. The teacher there was on a sabbatical, uh -huh. and it was one summer of jazz rock improv, and there were future greats in that class, Steve Sage, um, Steph, Steph yeah. Um, yeah, Mark this, Russo, I think. This is real wild because she told me before she even got on that she had watched a lot of our shows, and then she obviously must have watched Frank. What a coincidence! Is that crazy? That is absolutely crazy. So, 
let's talk about Steve Sage. Right. What a great man. What a great man, dear friend, and he will, he lives in my head. Mm-hmm. He, you know, if you could be immortalized, mm-hmm. he's immortalized. Yes, because he I always, when I go to a gig, when I'm, I, I just put this on Facebook, but when I'm wrapping a cable or I think about it, I go, oh no, don't wrap it that way or, mm-hmm. you know. He taught you all kinds of different things that most oh, people. Lots of stuff. So when you went to his classes, that was at, what college was at that? At DVC. DVC. So when you were doing that, and he inspired a lot of people. Lots of I people. mean, virtually hundreds. Hundreds, from the 80s. Yes. From the mid-80s on. Just, yeah. just a tremendous asset. When you were with him, right? Right. And just doing whatever you do, were you guys just like, uh, doing scales, arpeggios. What was what was how was his teaching technique, and how did you grasp onto that? It was a blast. We had about twenty three bands. You would go into the class and you'd all form bands. Uh-huh. So that's how, um, and you could choose your genre. You could figure out, you know, and then you'd network and find out people that wanted to do your genre, mm-hmm. and that's how No Control was formed. So there'd be like twenty three bands in there, and uh-huh. you'd have to go up. Every week, all the bands would go up on the bandstand, and all the musicians in the class would watch everybody go. And he would sit here right in front like this in his director's chair. Yeah. That's wonderful. And if you, if your band, things weren't going right, Mm -hmm. you got the this or the that. And that meant cease and desist immediately. And then you have to go sit down, and then the next band? you, You walked off the bandstand with your tail tucked, and the next band came on. So I'm I'm going to pull out another yeah. name from might that you might have jammed with. So you did Steph Burns. Did you right. ever get to jam with him? You guys jammed in the same band, or was no? It? He invited me to jam with him several times, but I was so in awe. Mm-hmm. I was I never did it. Now how, the Stevie Keys, you know Stevie Keys. The, no, he's he's he also is a disciple of uh, Steve Sage. Also, oh. and when when Steve died, I think he passed about two years ago. Oh wait, years. wait, 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 wait. Um. Stephala, uh, Stephala. Mm-hmm. Um, played with uh, Hayes X uh, with Johnny Gunn in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or not Hayes X. Wait, it wait, was, wait. Uh, if I'm thinking of the same keyboard player, his last name was Cephala, mm-hmm. and he passed away a few years ago. Amazing keyboard player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really good. And then yeah. Frank Martin. Yes. Yep. So, so you have, there's a lot of, we have a lot of connections. It's really cool. Um what about the dude? Who is the dude in, in your school? You know, Tell me about that. The dude. So Steve had us one time. We were all in class, mm-hmm. and all the bands had to go up on the bandstand, and he lined us up, and he said, now I want you all to turn around and look at the person in your band that is the dude. He goes, there's always one person that's the dude. And everybody in my band, we were fairly new, mm-hmm. but everybody in my band turned around and looked at me, and I went, I'm not the dude. <laughs> I don't want to be the dude. But, yeah, I got elected to be the dude. So when he gave your assignments, and I know that he was a big part of your life, when he gave you homework assignments or theory or whatever, what was it basically? I mean, it wasn't just about always performing or improv. What, what did he give you to expands your horizon, your musical landscape and music. You know, he was incredible. A lot of it was really live performance. It was really us being accountable to be in a band. We went out and played shows. We played the Empress Theater. We played shows. Oh. So we played the Friday night car shows, um, Martinez. 
a lot of a lot of shows. So you had to be accountable to the music. Mm -hmm. But when we were in class, he would show us videos. He'd show us, he'd get up and like give examples, mm -hmm. you know, play and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, some of the great videos he showed us that I still carry with me are Muscle Shoals. Oh, yes. The Wrecking Crew. Of we course. went out and saw the Wrecking Crew. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. You're so lucky. Amazing. So lucky. Yeah, yes. the Wrecking Crew, uh, 20 feet from stardom, mm -hmm. I think. And those movies are for a musician are so rich. They're timeless. Timeless. I, I, rich. You know, you're, it's. I love how you just said the word rich because you know what? You've got to look at the past to know your future or even your present day because those guys could. Those the wrecking crew. Amazing. Amazing. Like Glenn Campbell. Yes. Glenn Campbell, absolutely amazing. Phenom. What he did. Yes. People don't understand. People that. don't know. All they think he he's did. just the you know the a rhinestone singer. cowboy, yeah. you know, or you know, no, he was. He, and, and he died tragically also. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's just oh my goodness, so amazing stuff. So, though. so you guys basically do. That's how to. That's how to make yourself you free your soul when you're doing it live. Anyhow, you know, we did live performance in class. He chewed us up in class. Mm -hmm. um, he supported you in class. I mean, he was honest. Oh, yeah. So you when you went that. out to do a gig, and he taught us how to go get up and off a stage the way musicians should. Mm -hmm. So, like, recently I did a, um, a thing where we were playing with multiple bands. Mm -hmm. Multiple bands have to know. It was at our place. Okay. Yeah, we did. Great little, great little venue. Yeah, there. we did a no control play for two hours, and then we brought up a bunch of jammers. Mm -hmm. But it was organized, and everybody went on and off the way professionally. Right. The right way. And see, so that's another thing. You see, you look totally your part. In modern day times, what you're dressed right now, this is how you look. You have you have a stage persona from another person who performs. You have that. And it's really it's really nice and it's very it's it's nice to see that instead of just people just like coming up and being sloppy. You have to be different than just your audience. You have to have a little mystique. You know what I mean? Oh, I got another Steve sort story <laughs> for you. You know, tell me. Steve told us when we when we were first in the class, because mm -hmm. we were in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, our band was one of the longest alumni bands for mm -hmm. the class. We were in over 10 years. Jeez, but yeah, <laughs> but in the very start, he told us, he goes, if you can, in your band clothes, if you can't walk into your local Safeway and feel uncomfortable, you're not dressed right. Thank you. That's a Steve story. Mm -hmm. So I, my daughter and I, we both thought about that. We went in Safeway and went, well, if they're all looking at us funny, then. But that's who you are. We're probably on track. Right. You're totally on track because it, it would just be like, uh, let's just say, for instance, one of my favorite uh, movie actors, Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Where, where she walked in, you knew that was Marilyn Monroe. Right. Right. You know that you know that Clint Eastwood, whoever you have, you have that nice stage present. I like to call it rock elegance with decadence, and that's what we are. Right. You know, um, and you have a contagious smile that everybody you bring everybody in, and you're. You, and I didn't know you, but I mean, I just when you watch people, you watch their movement and how they are. How do they intermingle with the audience and and the crowd afterwards? Because you always we got to meet and greet, right? Right. So right. I'm going to take another channel. I'm going to talk to you of your guitars of choice. Ah. So ah. 
Yeah, look at you. <laughs> what, what, tell, tell, tell the audience, what do you really like? What, tell me about some of your guitars that you're using right now. Well, what I play now, 99.9% .9 of the time, this pains me a little bit to say this, mm -hmm. is my Fender Blackie Strat. Okay. Now, I love that guitar. Mm -hmm. It pulled me away from a lifetime of playing Gibsons. So that's heavy to say. Yes. I've owned every Gibson, I think. I've owned standards, customs. Every, I haven't owned an SG, and I'd love to own an SG. Mm -hmm. That's on my hit list. Okay. Um, but I have a 57 Les Paul Jr., and I've had the I've had the I've had the flying V's. I've had I've had the the double neck, mm -hmm. the six string, twelve string. So wh what was that like? <laughs> I mean, for because you're kind of tiny. It was heavy. Oh. I played a whole show. <laughs> I was in a band with my ex husband, right? And he said, "You're going to play that one." And by the end of the show, I thought my back was going to break. Wow. They're heavy. They're really heavy. Really heavy. I'm, I'm a lefty. I'm a scratch player. Uh -huh. So because my my guitar player Derek Mushroom Blue Voodoo, I mean. I'm the lyricist and, and, you know, the front man, but you have, so you, that, them are your choices. Now, how do you take care of them? How do you keep them in tune? I know, but give me an idea. What do you do? You clean your guitars? Or you just change strings? How often do you change strings I and things like that? I change them a lot more now because I go out to so many jam nights and mm -hmm. the band plays a lot mm -hmm. that they've been crudding up really fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm breaking them right and left. Really? I've been at shows breaking like the A. Mm -hmm. Really? And I'm like, how do you break an A? How do you break and an A? I, bro I broke my A and D like two shows in a row. And I'm like, first the A, then the D, one show. Mm -hmm. Next show, I broke the again I'm like how do you do that are you a hard picker or are you just are you up and down you know I'm uh, pretty heavy yeah because right. we're a hard classic rock band mm -hmm. we do classic rock but kind of adrenaline style kind of mm -hmm. in your face mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about that for a sec let's do you want to talk about sure. no control sure so you you guys how long you've been together as no control we've been together I want to say now maybe 13 years and you have four players we have four players you used oh. to have five okay so you have your your drummer uh-huh your bass player uh-huh and then you got somebody really special that fronts you guys right am I correct and my daughter how did that all come about that was actually <laughs> a freak accident to be honest I call us the rock version of the Judds. Yeah, that's kinda, I love it. I like that. It's kind of like that. Um, we had a girl singer in our first version of No Control, which was called Out of Order. And that was in Steve Sage's class. Mm -hmm. And we had this really cute 18-year-old girl named Nicole. Mm -hmm. She could sing like, I mean, she's really, really good. But she wanted to go try out for American Idol. So she quit the band. We okay. had two shows left to do. Mm -hmm. She went and tried out, made it as far as Paula Simon and Randy. And they said, you're really good but we have an 18-year-older. So my daughter had been making me holler around to talent shows for the prior two years, and uh, she would turn me into a stage mom, honestly. Mm -hmm. Really? And, yeah, she was all about these talent shows. Mm -hmm. So she would go, and she was this cute little thing. She'd walk in, and a lot of times she'd do really well. And she's singing in this high school band, and I went, okay, I lost an 18-year-older, and I got a 17-year-older over here. I'll bring her in to end Steve's class. And give her some experience, live experience. Excellent. And then she never left. Wow. So she stayed at Steve's class then, too. She stayed in, too. And then she has become your lead vocalist. And she has become our And when it first started, honestly, you could tell. She would look over at me, and it was like, you, you know. Feel it. Yeah. It was like there was something Magnetic. attached between us. Right, right. And uh, not anymore. 
She is a full-blown, secure, fabulous vocalist all on her own. So we talked during Christmas holiday. Uh-huh. Um, your band is doing pretty good. I mean, you guys got a lot of shows. You were saying that you're, we do. you're getting yeah. a lot of shows. Um, we'll talk about a show that I'd like you to see if you guys could get in, a, a, a venue. We'll talk after. I don't, you know. Well, I could say it's the Phoenix. Have, have you guys gone to the Phoenix? No, no. So I am gonna I want you guys to talk to that gentleman over there, and I think you could get in. As as some of our own colleagues, you you know who the hormones are. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the yeah, blue yeah. and the blues, uh, I'm giving you I'm giving you a a hit, Rhonda. Um, <laughs> you know, with the hormones. I love those guys, Luis and all them. Um but she has the blues uh, mothers and they just played there. Oh, okay. So they're kind of opening up to different different um and we're trying to get blue voodoo's also trying to do that. But I think your band would be really good okay. to go in there. And I think you it's just kind of really cool to to do that. No, you that know? would be good for us because we're we're going to be playing the roundup on the 24th mm -hmm. this month. And that's the first time we've played in Lafayette. So we're bridging our way. You have we're to. in fact Steve Sage used to say, you mm. got to get out of Contra Costa. Yeah. You can't just play in Contra Costa. So we're trying to get over the bridge. Right. And get into. Right. So, you know, and, and that's a, actually a fact. You got to move. And, and it's really tough because really in many ways, people go, well, you're dinosaurs. I go, not if you play good music. Right. If you play good music, you play anywhere. It's just sad that the 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 venues are 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 not as much as they used to be. Not like they, not like they used to be, but I like the ones that we play at. They're they're close. I like the vibe of yeah. the closeness. So we did a we did a concert for Danielle. Right. That was a very successful situation. That was great. Mm -hmm. That was a great day. Great cause. Great. No um, no no egos. No. Everybody was all happy. I wanted to meet her, and I was about six inches away from her, and I was just going to say, uh, Lynn, my name is Gregory Crow. I'm a TV host, but I'm getting ready to go on. But I need I need to talk to you because I want you on my show. And then somebody called backstage or wherever we were at when we were outside. Yeah. But you, you've done a lot. Uh, people really like no control. They really liked it. But I hear that you are getting ready to jump into something that you normally wouldn't jump into. Yeah. A cover yeah, band. I'm doing, well. Or is it a cover band is, or what is it? We're a cover band. Okay. But I'm proud of the fact that we're old school cover in the sense that my bass player will say this. He'll go, Lynn Kilcourse is Billy, Gib Billy Gibbons. Lynn Kilcourse is Eddie Van Halen. So I, whenever I play a song by, you know, all these different artists we cover, mm -hmm. I try to absorb their flavor for that moment. Excellent. And I'm proud of that. Sure. I change a lot of gears mm -hmm. in a lot of gears. And no, so I sure play do. slide, I finger pick, I do all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I said, I'm going to do something. I said I wasn't going to do a second band. I wasn't going to do this kind of band. We're going to do, I'm doing a tribute band. So when you say tribute, is this going to be... You know, somebody like uh, the the beer drinkers, Hellraisers. No. You're going to do a variety of different bands. We are doing a tribute band. It's officially, I think, our name is going to be the One Pump Chumps, and <laughs> we're doing a tribute to One Hit Wonders. Oh, so all the one hit, mostly '80s, '90s, but just all kinds of one hit wonders. Can you throw me a title, or have you guys like? Uh, oh, I don't know, like. Um, Spirit in the Sky. Really? Lunatic Friends. You're going to be doing that stuff. It, it just crazy. That's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff that you don't hear anymore. And what is the name of the band again? One Pump Chumps. <laughs> <laughs> and that's with my bass player, John Holm. Okay. And um, Kelly Nichols Corey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be a three piece or a four? Uh, four. 
And who's going to be singing? Uh, Kelly and my bass player, Chris, will both be singing. Wow. And it'll be a trio, basically. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of what No Control is. Right. It's a trio with two vocalists. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, when you're, when you're doing that, and, you know, because there's a lot of work, when you're just the only guitarist. Yeah. You're really, you know, you're like a lumberjack, man. You got, oh, you're, yeah. You're, you're really cutting wood there. So you talked about Jeff Beck. Right. Jeff Beck's one of my favorite players. I love Jeff Beck. Billy Gibbons, you also talked about Billy right. Gibbons. Billy Gibbons was just up with Greg Golden in his bizarre guitar center. Right, right. right. Um, when you listen to a guitar, guitarist, you know Gretchen Min then also. She yes, plays with, uh, yes. So when, yes. You see, when you see another woman, what do you think of that? Because you, you have been doing it a long time. When you see another woman shredding, what do you think? I am very, oh, this is ruthless. I'm very biased. Mm -hmm. I came, I grew up, I didn't follow female guitarists mm -hmm. when I was learning. Mm -hmm. I followed all males. Mm -hmm. And I followed people that I thought were at the time like were the most impressive ones, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my, my, uh, my bar is high. Mm -hmm. A girl, a female guitarist has got to shred. Mm -hmm. If they don't shred, I just can't go there. Mm -hmm. I'm harsher on females than I am males. I like that. I even seen that little bit of an evilness when she said that. I am. I like that. I'm, I'm harsher because I'm hard. <coughs> the reason is because I'm hard on myself. I am going, I always that's, put that's my good. bar at, I wanted to play as good as any guy out there that mm -hmm. I ever saw mm -hmm. because I sat on the sidelines a lot as mm -hmm. a female guitarist. Right. I played back in the day when they, it wasn't. They would hardly see, we hardly see you didn't any see, yeah, females. Exactly. And that's what's so beautiful about this scene. That's what's so wonderful about you. Because when you get up there, girlfriend, you actually, you could, I'm going like, damn. And I'm just watching from afar. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's probably a lot of favorite songs that you like to do. But we, we talked a few. What's, a, I'm going to throw some groups at you. Okay. Zeppelin, just give me one that you really like. This one song. I know there's. I know. The Rover. ZZ Top. When we do now, Tush. Because you mentioned uh, uh, Jeff Burns. Jeff Burns was with Y&T. Steph. Steph, Steph, I mean, Steph, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, 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 he was with Y&T for a while. I got to see them a few times and knew those guys. I, I go back yeah, like 40-some like like years. So... What song when Steph in his when he was there Steph when when he was there what what one do you like um, um, You know what the stuff Steph did like mm -hmm. Steph played with Alice too Oh I, I mean he did some inc I, I he loved, plays with Huey <laughs> I yeah. loved him with Alice mm -hmm. I mean that was some of my favorite stuff But I love Steph and his fusion I have a jazz bone I have a fusion jazz mm -hmm. bone mm -hmm. So if, if I go out of the rock realm. Mm -hmm. Then my favorite guitarists become Tommy Emmanuel, Frank Gambali, um, Scott Henderson, so Guthrie Govan. Yeah, so you actually you know, do those guys too? I don't, I can't play that stuff, mm -hmm. but I understand it to mm -hmm. a degree. Mm -hmm. 
I understand the theory to a degree. I just don't play it enough to where I'd be feel free to get up and jam on it. Typical day for for Lynn. Mm. You get up in the morning. I know you teach. Right. Um, what do you normally do when when you when you when you actually grab a guitar? And um, what do you start doing? Exercises or are you just no? I not anymore. I just play music. Mm -hmm. I play lots of music, mm -hmm. and I've been writing. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote a song that. I need it's it's kind of finished. I need to like put it out there because mm -hmm. I kind of finally finished mm -hmm. one all the way. Mm -hmm. There's a picture you uh, on that uh, that I've seen of you. Um, you're almost like Angelica. How old were you there? Because you had a, I think I'm I'm not mistaken. It was a twelve string. Am I it correct? was a twelve string Takamini that mm -hmm. I love. Should never have sold. Yeah, one of those ones I should not have sold because mm -hmm. I've had a lot I should not have sold. So how okay? You're a ray of you have how many guitars now? Or you have a collection, or you just um, keep them? I've got like five. You know those first classicals you get. Mm -hmm. I might have five of those in my closet. Mm -hmm. I have my '57 Les Paul Junior, the mm -hmm. Blackie Strat, a. Uh, I have a Parkwood acoustic electric. A Parkwood is the two dudes that uh, made um, Taylors, spun off and made a company called mm -hmm. Parkwood. Okay. And I stole this thing out of Guitar Center one day, and it actually stands up against Martin's. It's a killer guitar. Really? Yeah. The only acoustic guitar mm -hmm. I would put over it, mm -hmm. and I'm going to own one of these one day, mm -hmm. Tommy Emanuel's Maiden. That guitar is legendary. Really? And I've played one. Oh. And it's unbelievable. Look how excited she is talking about that, man. I mean, really, that's serious. No, unbelievable. I played when they look like a little parlor guitar. Right. They cost about $3,000. Mm -hmm. They're unbelievable. So, yeah. what is your setup? Oh, I love my setup. Yeah, I love to talk about my yeah, setup. Tell me your setup. I play through my Blackie Strat now. Mm -hmm. Like I said, most of the time I do play the Junior mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay. I think I played it for so many years, I just, you know, now it's all about the the strat but i have a dumbbell clone okay. my ex-boyfriend reversed engineered the best dumbbell out there he thought it, i think it was the two rock he thought was the best one because mm -hmm. there's about 10 of them mm -hmm. and we we both like the dumbbell clone the dumbbells mm -hmm. a lot right right so he's really really smart he reverse engineered the best one and he built his own oh. clone now, the amp I play out of is the second of the clones that was built, mm -hmm. and I still give him throwouts on, you know, shout-outs mm -hmm. because he could sell these. They're pedals. incredible. What is your pedals? Pedal board, pretty mm -hmm. simple, wah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a memory man chorus, mm -hmm. Eric Johnson. That is the old Eric Johnson big right. piece of real estate. Right, right. I would not take that off my pedal board for anything. And it's a big piece of real estate. Right. It is. It's, it's a chunk. Yeah, it's a chunk. It's a one-trick pony, but that chorus it does mm. is to die That's for. That's the same. It got great tone. To die for. So And a tube screamer. Okay. Oh. Would never live without my tube screamer. Let's talk about this. What um, strings? Nines to forty sixes. I'm not real picky, okay. but I like the picks. Or do you have your oh, own picks? Oh, picks. I'm pi yeah picky about my picks. Only the purple picks. Only the super heavy purples. Okay. And I've gone to jam. Do you have your name on it? No. You got to get one. I know. You got to get it because you could just go. My go purple like that. picks. I've gone to jam night and I didn't have my purple pick, and I'm like, I borrowed a pick, and I'm like, this just really this doesn't feel good. You know, it's been it's been grand to have you here today. 
Thank you so much. Uh, such, it's such an honor. Oh, it's it's just great that you're here. Thank you for that compliment. But it's an honor for us to have somebody is who is actually so distinguished on the scene, and is actually uh, um like I I said that to Chuck Marwell. You're you're a musical ambassador. You shine. You make us all shine. Seriously, you make us all shine is because you set the bar. You know, you set the bar. I I. I said that to uh you know my good friend uh thomas you know just a just really just just a great guitar player the you know the evan thomas blues band uh and that's when when we were out we that's what we were looking for but you are a you are a ball of energy i i, I can't wait to see what you do next you got you know and um we forgot to say one thing about the pick tell me oh, about the pit the pick the pit Oh, the pit. Oh, the pit. Yeah, the pit. Not the pit, the pit. Um, my garage is where we practice. We've been practicing there for like 13 years, and it's called the pit. And the pit is very pity. It's very pity. But it has so much atmosphere. So we welcome people to the pit. We tell them to beware uh -huh. a little bit, you right, know. Right. But the pit is the pit. It's epic, and that's where we practice. So, so right now, as we get ready to say goodbye, I'm going to bring, I'm going to ask her to put back on her shades because they're love. And my stage name is Gregory Love. And I love all our people. But what normally what we actually do when we end, we give a shout out. I want to thank everybody for watching the show, making it one of the most popular shows in independent TV. I'd like to thank Lynn coming on my show because she's a badass. She's a great guitar player. Go see their band called No Control. They're excellent. And right now, we're going to give love to you, and we're going to give you a kiss. We love you all. You want to say anything next? No. All good. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Peace. <laughs>